All right, folks, to bring you up to date on our ministry woes. And woes are okay. Tribulations are okay. Troubles are okay. If you have Jesus. Because uh, he said, in this world ye shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You're going to have to slide it over just a little bit, just a little bit more. That way, yeah. And to let you know what we have done, we bought two, three pieces today to resolve the issue. And I think we're on to something. Uh, however, it looks like we're going to need a new camera. And I'm just going to throw it out there. As you know, uh, I'm not the kind of preacher who likes to act, ask for money and help. And um, but if you if you're in the uh, if you're into live streaming and you know about a good camera, if you could purchase. Uh, that camera for us and send it or send us the money for it or order it on Amazon and send it to our address that would be greatly appreciated uh, and uh, that would help us a lot we want to get uh, I thank God again for uh, all of the thousands of days this camera worked uh, we had to go to Best Buy today to get it quickly. We normally go through Amazon for things like this. But uh, we went to Best Buy and uh, I showed the man what we needed and he said, man, that's, they, they have a new version now. That What you have is very old. He, he tried to encourage me to buy the new version and we could not... Uh, uh, we could have done it, but I didn't. I didn't feel good about doing so. We wanted to get some uh, parts and try to rebuild it. Uh, but I'm thinking that it's not only what they call the Elgato card, but it is the camera as well. And he informed me, as well as uh, someone else, that. Uh, sometimes it's just the cord. The cords wear out quicker. And so uh, we got a few parts uh, to see if we could resolve it. And uh, I do know that uh, it came on better tonight than it did last night. But anyway, we thank the Lord for the service of these things for so many years. 
and they've been on the road with us and everything else. And uh, the dog, I'm sure, licked it and tried to take a picture of herself as well. I mean, it's just, um, it's been through a lot. But somehow, uh, God has blessed it to serve us well, and it's just time for some new equipment. And uh, we're going to need some new lamps as well. And uh, uh, we had a little issue with the lamp last night. I know my daughter, Daniqua, was laughing. But uh, it's all right. So if you want to join me and get some green tea, yes, I know it's a little bit late, but bear with us. Bear with us as we go through these tribulations and trials, temptations and persecutions, and everything else. Uh, as you know, I'm saying a few things every night about wokeism. Dr. Bradford Reeves said he is not woke, but he is awake. And God wants all of us to be awake in him. And Dr. Reeves has emphasized that Christians need to still walk in the light and not in darkness. Those of you who are saved, and I know this is true not only of older people, middle-aged people, but I know this is true even of children. Uh, I've seen this. I've seen it. If a child is truly saved, they, if they, since, since somebody is doing evil and, and doing something wrong and trying to pull a fast one, they have the Holy Ghost of God in them, and, and the Holy Ghost of God uh, puts a check in their spirit and says, No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that like that. I'm not, I'm not, going, I'm not, I'm not rolling with that. I've seen my own, my own children do that. Uh, they, they've seen people try to do a little demonic plot, and my youngest three children... I didn't fall for it. They, they, they said, no, we're not going to do it like that. My youngest three, no, we're not going to do it like that. And if, a, if, if teenagers, young adults, can sense the power of the Holy Ghost working in them to do what is right and do things the right way, then you can too. But woke people will not. You must understand Parents, pastors, uh, police officers, and people in general. When you're dealing with the, the woke philosophy, the woke demonic spirit from hell, you are dealing with an authoritarian. They think they are more righteous and holy than you are and they're nothing but devils themselves, and they have no respect for authority whatsoever. It's a demonic spirit. 
And uh, so you need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And, uh, uh, and you need to maintain not only your integrity, but you need to maintain and retain uh, your authority. Now, uh, authority is just like uh, how I approach racism. I know that once I got saved, I, I didn't hate anybody anymore. I loved white folks and black folks and red folks and yellow folks because it's God's love. So I don't fellowship with people, uh, even if you're a little bit racist. There's, uh, I, I don't fellowship with people that way because I believe you're lost. I don't believe you're saved. Because if one thing is going to change in your life once you get saved is loving all people. So it doesn't make a difference to me. Is black lives matter, or white lives matter, or white supremacists, or black supremacists, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, or the Black Panthers. It don't make a difference to me. I love all people. And that's not my love. That's God's love. And he put it there when he saved my soul. And, and so I'm assuming that if you're saved, he put it in you too. So I don't get all bent out of shape by racism at this point. God raised up a prophet to deal with that, and he did a great job. And I believe he raised up Dr. Tony Evans to, to uh, work out your own salvation kind of a thing. Uh, and he's done a great job. And I, I, don't think he can, I don't think he can do any more. And if I was him, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even address racism anymore. Because you, you're just address, addressing the, the people's sin. People who have a problem like that in the church, they're not born again. Just like uh, people who are addic so-called addicted to pornography for two and three and four and five and six and seven years and they can't get out of it, they, they have never been born again. That's what has happened. There's no, all of this psychological babble about we struggling with this and that. We all struggle with something, but after a while, God's going to give you the victory if you're saved, if you're born again. Because, I mean, he's not going to let you do that. He's not going to let you do that. See? And only saved people know what I'm talking about. Lost people don't have a clue. I try and I try. You know, and all that. Excuse me. Yes, you need to do your part. But uh, God's going to do his part. And his part is 99%. So if Jesus is sitting in your heart, you're not going to be sitting there long looking at pornography. Because you, 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 Jesus is not going to be doing that with you. So I don't know what you're talking about. Same thing with racism. If you're saved, and you, maybe you had a problem with racism prejudice and all that before you got saved here's what I know you already know it's wrong I don't have to tell you you know right I knew fornication was wrong after I got saved I still had some temptations 
and some struggles with it for a while. But uh, God delivered me from that now because God will take you to the woodshed. And let you know that you can't do that in my economy. Okay? So, uh, I don't care how big and bad woke people get. Or in my family or any place else. People who are in authority for real need to maintain their authority and retain their authority. Because God gave you that authority. And if they don't want to respect that authority, then two cannot walk together unless they agree. And there is something called in the Bible separation. Separation. Dr. Reeves said, I am not woke. But I am awake. And that's about the size of it. That's where I'm at. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 7 through 14. Let's stand for the reading of God's holy word. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. People who walk in darkness. Children, do not partake with them. It's going to backfire in your face. There's a common quote about wokeism. It's two, really. One is, woke people will eat their own. They're cannibals. You cross them, particularly the the homosexual woke, or the woke homosexuals. You got a problem on your hand. Not only that, there's another popular quote among woke people or against woke people. You go woke, you go broke. I don't think this is just talking about financially, but morally bankrupt. Uh, Because uh, one of the things that woke people do is almost like a tenant. They don't forgive anybody, and they don't forgive anything, and they don't forget anything. Now, the problem with that is you want to reap what you sow. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. If you're born again, if you say that light is still there, let your little light shine. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather, reprove them, rebuke them. Don't join up with them. 
for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Stay in the light. Don't be a lover of darkness rather than light, as Jesus Christ pointed out himself. And wokeism is a satanic, devilish, demonic darkness that has descended upon people. And let me just say very quickly, I know it's true, uh, and they know it's true too. You can't just, listen to me, you can't just rebuke wokeism if you don't rebuke the church. I love how some evangelicals and some Christians get all up in arms at certain things, but they don't get all up in arms about not praying, not obeying the great commandment, not obeying the great commission. They get mad at me for bringing that up. So I have enemies on all sides, not just the woke crowd. The evangelicals hate me. The charismatics hate me more. I got some of my Baptist brethren who hate me. And there's only one Bible, brother, who's ever, who, who, who's ever showed love towards me. Most of them, uh, uh, no, two, two, have shown love towards me. It's amazing how different we are as Christians. And uh, so it's not just, I mean, you know, I have, to, I have to preach on and deal with what I have to preach on and deal with. But uh, I, I have uh, the government mad at me for the things I say they ought to be doing, and they're doing them. They'll, they'll, they'll try to mess with my sights and stuff like that. Uh, but they, they read what I, I tell them to do, and they, they're doing them. Whether it's because of me or not, or what, I don't know. But I know they were going in one direction, which was dumb, and I told them to go in this direction. And that's what they're doing. I told the president of Taiwan, you need to be doing some back channel talking to President Xi, Jinping. And you need to consider becoming the Virgin Islands of China and make billions instead of all of this. Because I told her the cavalry is not coming to fight China. We're not even, because God's not uh, going to bless us. And everybody knows it. Even, I believe the president knows it. I believe the uh, defense secretary knows it. I believe even Blinken knows it. God is not with us because of the evil that we have done in his sight, even though he has blessed us trillions of times over. The most blessed country in the history of the world outside of Israel. Uh, and so they'll get mad at me and, and, and mess with my stuff online and, you know, try to 
curtail what I say and everything like that. Uh, but I'm a prophet not only to uh, the church, but to the world. By the grace of God, I don't I don't make this stuff up. I don't. God just downloads it to me as to what to say. That, uh, that we don't. I, I said this is. I told the I told the president of Taiwan. This is not the greatest generation. This is. We don't have people like the people back in uh, uh, in this in the uh, Second World War. That was the greatest generation. We are not that. So th th nobody wants to die for Taiwan. Nobody wants to die hardly for their own country. So you, this is a family squabble. All of you people are Chinese. You can call yourself Taiwanese all you want to. You're Chinese. You're part of the China family. Okay, so you are not even want people over here coming over there to defend your island against the behemoth. A hundred times bigger than you. They don't need a. Sh they don't, the truth is they don't need to fire a shot. You better fire some, but they don't need to fire a shot. All they got to do is parachute a million people, and then it's over with. They just see you might you might pick off a few. And they they just going to take over the country by just the numbers. And I told uh, President Biden and President uh, Zelensky, very brave man, people, very brave people. But you, 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 you're not winning, contrary to what the media says, when all your lives are. They have bombed you back into the 19th century. And you're facing wintertime, and all your people are injured and uh, hurt, and, uh, and now they're going to freeze to death. So you better find a table to sit down at and talk about something. And you may have to give up a little peace. To have peace. Told uh, President uh, Macron that mentioned him in the, in the, in the article. And, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to convince Zelensky. Which I don't think it should be. I don't think it would be hard to convince him. It's going to be hard to convince those brave people. You, you have been talking about you don't want to give up any land. You don't want to go to the negotiation table. And they're bombing you back to the 19th century. All your lights off. And they're going to finish it. They're going to make the whole country dark. What are you going to do then? This is unnecessary. A war between America and uh, Russia. I mean um, China is stupid. That's just stupid. I'm following, uh, and, and, and I, I'm agreeing with uh, Dr. Henry Kissinger. Y'all people better, all this gung-ho fighting stuff, that is not, that's not wise. Now, I predicted this was going to happen. I, I predicted the exact countries that would line up against America. Iran, North Korea, Russia, and China. And I, I, I have told President Biden multiple times, God is not with you. Do not go into a war with these people. They will finish destroying this country. And you'll be learning Russian and Chinese.
I don't have anything to do with it. It's nothing personal. I don't want to be bombed. All that comes from God to me. And I'm just telling what telling you what the, what God is telling me. That's all. I, I'm from James City, from the dirt rules of James City. I never thought I'd be preaching on stuff and writing about stuff like this. But if I can predict, by the grace of God, a plague 10 years before it happened, and the dismantling and destruction of America, which is happening before your eyes. And, by the way, I know some of you evangelicals, you're so excited about the vote tomorrow. That's not going to change anything. Help me. Let me help you to understand something. Write this down. Write this down so I can put it up tomorrow morning. And I, I, I touched on it already today. Let me tell you something. Okay. Uh, that uh, that's not going to help America. One of the one, one one reason why you need to be concerned is because uh, some of these races are too tight. And they should not be with all of the hellaciousness that's going on in this country. With the homosexuals, the transgender, boys raping girls in the bathroom dressed in the dress. All of that. These races are too tight. The so-called red wave. If, if they stand against these things, most of, most of them don't. The so-called red wave should drown everything. Everything. It should be a red landslide in every state. It's not. That's a problem. Whether you like it or not, that means that they are winning. The devil's crowd is winning. I hope you, I hope you do well. But that's not, that's not going to solve the problem. Why? Because the church is not doing well. All men of God who know what time it is. I don't have to discuss this with them. I don't have to ask them any questions. They, and and, and, and they, we all have different callings. But they believe the same thing. We have messed up in the church. The church is the problem. How dare you say the church is the problem? Because the church is the problem. The pastors. I, I'm not the only one who has said that. Dr. Tony Evans said the same thing. The problem is in the pulpit. Pastors not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's all. For whatsoever the light, for whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, wake up, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Christ shall give thee light. Why then are you walking in darkness? Continue to walk in your black 
uh, and dark night of wokeness. If you are a child of God, you're going to be severely chastised by God for hooking up with devilish people who love darkness and who love corrupting people like you. And they're going to go on with their lives and they're going to leave you behind when God gets through with you. You're trying so hard to fit in. You want to be accepted so much. You want to be loved by devilish people so much that you'll turn against God's people. People you know love God and who are serving God. You turn against your godly family members for devilish, uh, demonic, uh, demon-possessed people. It says a lot about you. Maybe you have never been saved. If you like that, go ahead on with it. Is that what you want? That's in your heart? Go right on and do that. But if you're a child of God, you won't do that long. If you're not a child of God, you're just going to go ahead on and do that, and you're going to just go ahead on to hell. It makes no difference who you are or who you think you are. And so since it's late, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, if you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and that's all you have to do, to be saved. He will save your soul and change your life. Jesus Christ said the most loving, the most powerful, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the gospel. That is the good news. Understand that you are a wicked, evil, ungodly sinner, and so am I. See, as you grow in the Lord, for those of you who are saved, you know that you're not that impressed with people anymore, are you? Or they may be scintillating, they may be intelligent, they may be beautiful. But you become more and more like Jesus who said he, he knows what's in man. And the truth of the matter is we're all wicked, low-down, depraved sinners. And by the way, this is one of the problems with wokeism. They're some of the most wicked, abominable, ungodly people on earth but they come off with this moral superiority like they're better than you because you don't like gays or, or you're so called homophobic uh, you don't like the sin of that the wickedness of that you have a problem with your son having green hair and red lipstick on and in this world, Christian friends, you're going to have to deal with that. 
uh, is happening. I, I was in a, had to pick up something for the ministry and got in line and got up to the line and saw a young man. Uh, I guess he has some pronouns or something or whatever, but a young man with makeup on and a scarf, a female scarf. Now, surely this particular store could have told me, okay, now you got your makeup on, don't wear the scarf. I mean, women don't even wear scarves today. Woke people have a false uh, sense of uh, moral authority. And they are so depraved that they defend wickedness, evil. And God has stated very clearly in the Old Testament and in the New Testament uh, that punishment comes to people who call good evil and evil good. Be that as it may, we are all evil. Woke people are no better than we are or anybody else. Christian people are no better than anybody else. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're all wretched, undone sinners. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says further that the wages of sin is death. Do you know him tonight before you go to bed? Don't go to bed until you get to know Jesus Christ because anything can happen in your sleep. That has been proven. Today is the day of salvation, my beloved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Why do you need to get saved? Yes, God will forgive all of your sins and, and uh, by his grace deliver you from all of your sins. He'll deliver you from your sin, the pain of sin, the punishment of sin. This is not to say you will not struggle with sin and temptation as a sinful human being, even after you get saved, saved, but Jesus will help you with it. The Holy Ghost of God will help you. God will help you to overcome it while you're here. And then he will deliver you from it forever once you go to heaven for the divine reset. Uh, the flip side of that is that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't get saved out of wokeism and out of church and out of... Uh, listen to me. I'm not just against wokeism. I'm against church folk who are not saved and who are hypocrites and phonies and fakes. I'm against pastors' wives who try to make uh, girls into little whores like they were. I'm against pastors who are whoremongers and uh, who have side pieces. I'm against homosexuals being in the church as members, as ministers, and as uh, 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 
music ministers. And so I have, I have enemies all around. It's not just the woke people. You need to get saved out of all of that. And have the proper love back for God and the proper love for Jesus Christ. Uh, for in all ages of Christianity, Jesus Christ still uh, says to all of us, If you love me, keep my commandments. No matter whether you're black or white or red or yellow, woke or unwoke, in the church or out of the church, Saw somebody the other day sitting on a stool. Me, I get it. I get it. If uh, you need to bypass the church, then I get it. Okay. Well, uh, I don't think this is okay with the Lord. But uh, you do as you please. Uh, but what must happen to be delivered from all of this foolishness. And not only the things I mentioned, but many other things, is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and follow Him and obey Him. And He made it very simple. And God wants you to understand the wages of sin is death. That means you're going to die. I don't care who you are or what kind of philosophy you have. Death is horrifying. It is a punishment. Uh, it is not the continuation of uh, life. It is the end of life. So... Uh, dear friend, you need to understand that if God would allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth that he put us on, earth is a miracle. Talking about evolution, you've got to be kidding me. The earth was created by God. And let's start there. And then you, you, you know where you need to go. You need to run to Jesus, the Son of God. You must understand that if God will allow you to leave, to die from this beautiful ball called earth, hanging on nothing but his word. Some of you people need to not take these things for granted. You need to think about these things. A mass, massive earth with water and green grass. Listen to me. Only God could have created a place like this. And you don't want to uh, get to know him. And you don't want to worship him. You don't want to give him credit. Come on. Come on. Come on. A ball hanging on nothing. You can't see anything holding it up. But God's word, that's power. God does not have to build anything. He just created it. He just spoke it into existence. And if God would allow you 
to die from this earth. Beautiful place, by the way. Earth is a beautiful place. I've been around the world. It's beautiful. Beautiful. The same God, if you don't believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God, if you don't believe in him, the fact that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, then, dear friend, you're going to hell. Yes, because of your sins, but also because you did not believe in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who suffered, sacrificed, and uh, bled, and died a cruel death, the cruelest death ever. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. That is the gospel. That is the full good news. And if you won't, if you love darkness, as we were talking about earlier, more than you, uh, more than light, then you're going to go to uh, the place called hell that uh, will have a darkness that you will be able to feel. You know what the Bible calls the darkness of hell? The blackness of darkness forever. Now what what kind of darkness is that? That's a darkness you can't see anything. It may be a situation where you're constantly falling and falling in darkness and you don't see anything. Stupid acting people like me used to say things when I was lost and on my way to hell. We're going to party in hell. In fact, I'm driving the bus to hell. Get on. I was temporarily insane. Thank God he overlooked that foolishness. There's not going to be any partying in hell. It's going to be punishment in hell. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than he did about heaven. So hell is a real place. If you want to continue on with sin and evil and foolishness and darkness and wokeism, hypocrisy in the church, uh, all of these evils that the devil has sent, I'm against all of them equally. None of them make me tremble. And, 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 None of them bother me more than the other. I, I'm preaching against all of it. You shouldn't be woke. And you shouldn't be uh, a hypocrite in the church. Thinking that you're saved when you're lost. You shouldn't be a false prophet and a false preacher. You shouldn't have a side piece in the church, male or female. All of this darkness will lead you into hell. All of your dark friends will lead you to hell. You better separate yourself if you are saved. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Whether you're in the church 
whether you're in the woke religion, and it is a religion, whether you are in um, uh, Buddhism or whatever, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So if you want to be saved from sin and darkness in your life, and you want to be saved from hell, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Do that right now in your heart. I cannot do that for you. Nobody else can. You must make that commitment to Christ. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart and save your soul tonight. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have committed many sins in your sight repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my wretched soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart, please come into my spirit, and save my soul tonight. I believe in you. Lord Jesus Christ, please fill me with your Holy Spirit, Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change. And help me to turn away from my evil lifestyle. And to follow you in the newness of life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody made you do it. God would not even make you do it. Jesus wouldn't make you do it because that would violate your free moral agency, your ability to choose. I can't make you do it. If you did that tonight on your own, 
and you prayed that prayer on your own and you and you were sincere according to Jesus Christ according to the word of God you are now saved based upon the word of God the holy bible if you ever begin to have some doubts read the word of God read the bible did you do what Jesus told you to do then you're saved. You have his word on it. And Jesus Christ never lied. Never lied. He can't lie. God can't lie either. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so, dear friend, to grow in the faith, to become stronger in the faith, Pray every day, read the Bible every day, and I have a book for you titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. You have entered into the door of, of uh, Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And so, uh, this book will tell you the next things you need to do to help you to grow and become the strong Christian that God wants you to be. And you can also email us at any time uh, using the email that's on the uh, platform that you're on. We're on many platforms tonight, by the grace of God, uh, around the world. But if you don't see an email for some reason, uh, you can email me directly at dw 3 at gospellightsociety.com DW3 at gospellightsociety.com Email us and let us know that you got saved, you believed in Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, saved from what? Saved from hell? Saved to heaven? I repeat that and I say that all the time because you know why? I was raised in church. My dad was a preacher. My mother uh, is still is a preacher, from what I understand. But I never, no one ever told me that I was being saved from hell. And no, it is not self-explanatory. I never knew that. I thought being saved was women wearing long dresses and men praying long prayers. So, uh, I, I make sure you understand what you're getting saved from and uh, uh, where you're getting saved to. Uh, also, um, if you need a, uh, somebody to pray for you, we're here for you. We pray for lots of people. We'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Also, please write this down. Go to Gospel Light Society Podcasts. Gospel Light Society Podcast. And uh, you will see a lifetime of podcasts done by me and a few others that will teach you on almost every subject um, regarding uh, growing in your Christian faith and um, uh, being the disciple that God wants you to be.
including Christian history, which is rarely taught to the common people. But I think it's one of those things that should be taught to all Christians because it will solidify their faith and they will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine or every wind of the thousand and plus one churches and denominations in the world. I believe it will retain people in Bible-believing churches. Anyway, God bless you, dear friends. It's so good to be with you here tonight. And uh, uh, for those of you who just got saved, uh, you're getting ready to go into your first Bible study. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, uh, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Daniel White the third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode, if you will, number 671 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we're reading Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. Who is as the wise man, and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard and that in regard of the oath of God and that in regard I want to make sure I said that right, and that in regard of the oath of God, be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. Where the word of a king is, there is power, and who 
may say unto him, What doest thou? Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore the misery of man is great upon him. For he knoweth not that which shall be, for who can tell him when it shall be? There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit. Neither hath he power in the day of death. And there is no discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. All this have I seen and applied my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. There is a time wherein one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. And so I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your true holy word. It moves me every time like nothing else. No other reading, no other report, no other book. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Father God, for leaving the Bible behind for us. It is, and Lord, I never thought I would say this uh, like the psalmist and others, but it is the joy of my life uh, reading your Holy Word. Because it, one of the things it does, it, remi- it quickly reminds me of what uh, life is all about and reminds me of what I ought to be doing, and so I thank you for it. Help us to share it with others, help us to preach the truth to others, and to preach the gospel to others so that they can hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I still feel like singing even though it's 11, uh, 38 or something like that, 1143 Central Time. But if I started singing like that, and you almost sleep. You might wake up and say, like Frazier, What is that? What is that? Who, who, who told him to do that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus.
This is Daniel White the third. I, I didn't finish my introduction. I must be sleepy. We just got back not too long ago. That's why we're here this late, trying to fix a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number 1020 where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. Uh, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, my dear friends, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God and saved from the eternal burning hell and saved to heaven by believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most important words in the history of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life tonight dear friends we are reading Matthew chapter 2 verses 19 through 23. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph, a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Now I want you to get this. This is why you women who are out here trying to be men and you uh, don't want to submit to a man you hate men and all of that. God called Joseph to be the stepfather of his son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Now, God could have taken care of it himself, but God is all about the traditional family. Some of you woke people out there who hate men and don't want men to be the head of the household and trying to change that. The devil is a lie. And I'm telling all you men 
to take it back, take your authority back. Uh, it's already a bad situation anyway. So since you're going to have to answer to God, you stand up with me. Don't leave me out here by myself. I will still be out here. And uh, you, you stand in the authority that God gave you. Notice that the angel did not go to Mary. Now she had, she had God's son. The angel went to Joseph. Because uh, ladies, women, and men, there are some things in life a man has to do. That's why God chose Joseph to be the stepfather of his son, Jesus Christ. We have women today, young women and old women, who are saying they don't need a man in their life. They don't need a father figure. They don't need a husband. Life will be easy on you. And some, some women have take a, taken on their curse and the curse that the man has too. If I was a woman, I would not do that. By the way, too, I don't know why women are not upset with all of these men who want other men. I don't know. What, what is that? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is. It seems like to me, women uh, who are, who, they outnumber men. Why are they not mad and angry at men who want other stinking, hairy, bony men? I don't get it. And they, they should not get it. And they should be mad as fire. Why are you not looking at me? You over here looking at the same man I'm looking at. And both of you gay. So, uh, men matter. That's what's wrong with the church. And this goes way back. I saw this in the church before I got saved. Men were nothing. Women ran everything. Ran the men. Men were a silent partner. I had an uncle. I'm not going to say his name. He was the most silent partner man I ever. Seen. I, 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 I've never seen a man like this before. His wife would do all the talking and controlling and manipulating. He wouldn't say anything. Never said anything. Very quiet man. I don't know if she made him quiet or what. Or he's just a quiet person. I don't know. But uh, these things uh, are not so to be. That's what God did for his son. Okay. So you don't need to be out here having a son. And, and, and let me tell you, sweet little lady, something that is not politically correct. You cannot handle raising a a son or a daughter by yourself. You need that man. You need that male figure. I mean, God chose a man to be the stepfather of his son. The angel went to Joseph, not to Mary or to Jesus at the time. That says a lot. 
Joseph, I got something I want you to do. It takes a man to do it. Glory be to God. Be the man that you ought to be in your family. And no, 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 wait, hold up now. Hold up. Hold up. And not just the money man. Because that's what some of you wives want. You want a money man and you want some penis every now and then. You want some pennies and some penis every now and then. That's all you want from him. You, other than that, you want him to shut up. And you don't want him to handle nothing, buy nothing, do nothing. You, know, you, you want the money, the check, the card, access to everything, and you are in control. And like I said, you want the money all of the time. You want the penis every now and then. See? Okay? Don't get mad at me. Most, most marriages are set up that way. Uh, basically, uh, all I want from him is to bring that money in here. And uh, every now and then, I may need something else, but uh, uh, for sure, bring that money up in here. And some of you women are laughing right now if you're not with your husband. You're laughing your head off. Y'all, you got, uh, and, and some of you, look, look at me, look at me, look at me real good. Some of you women out here sleeping in the bed with a woman. You ought to be ashamed of yourself before God. Talking about we friends. Friends, my foot. Grown women don't sleep in the bed together. Uh, unless the, unless it, it is a, a, a dire necessity. Grown women and sisters don't sleep in the same bed together either. And grown brothers should not sleep in the same bed or be in the same room. No sleeping in the same bed. No, no, no. That's that's nasty, people. And uh, I say this because I saw a commercial with two women in the bed together. And then uh, I don't know why they put this on and on television on 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 a video on Mail Online. I was looking at the news, and a video popped up in the corner of Don Lemon getting out of the bed with a man. That's a shame before God. That's an abomination. And I hope he didn't get monkeypox, but it sure looked like he did, and somebody did, they did a job on him to get it off. These things are not so to be. Saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. I just got an amen from somewhere around the world. But when he heard that Caelus uh, did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid. Sometimes in life, you know why you get afraid sometimes? Because God wants you to be alert as to the danger that you're in. <laughs> sometimes it's okay to be afraid as long as you are you're concerned about something that God wants you to be concerned about. But you and then you then you what? You go back to Proverbs and you acknowledge God in all your ways. Let me ask you this: When you got up this morning, what was the first thing you did? Did you pray? 
my daughter Danielle. She she loves that she loves that song. Did you think to pray? We were singing that song in church, and she would laugh her head off sometimes because she she knew some people were in the house who did not think to pray. So, how about you? Did you think to pray today? First thing in the morning, before you did anything else. Dr. Elijah Thompson out of Philadelphia used to say, no Bible, no breakfast. I mean, he was big on that. He was big on that. He and I flew to the Philippines to preach the gospel together. And, uh, you know, we were in a, uh, one of the towns was a small town. And, and, you know, uh, it it was uh, not a five-star hotel kind of a thing. And some lizards got in our room. And, uh, you know, he's a city boy. I'm from the, more from the country than I am. I was born in the city, but I was raised in the country. So the lizards didn't bother me. <laughs> but we, uh, as we came back from preaching uh, one night, and, and, and it happened in the morning too, I, I, I woke up and he was he had a sheet and blanket over his head, the sheet, but I could see the light, he had a flashlight underneath the sheet. Read his Bible. I said <laughs> I said, Pastor, what what are you doing? Uh, I'm reading the Bible, no Bible, no breakfast. You know what I you know what I say. And uh I said, Well why do you have the whole sheet over your head and over your body and you know, the whole blanket and everything else? I see the flashlight over there. He said, that's, he said, that's right. Because when I came back from preaching last night, uh, I saw some droppings on my sheet and on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, I, you know, I don't roll like that. Anyway, no Bible, no breakfast. What did you do this morning when you got up? It's still, it's still today in Central Time. And we're really doing good out in California. What is it out there? Nine o'clock? Ten o'clock going on ten or something like that. And uh but that's what he believed in and he believed it, buddy. I mean even when we were in revival meetings and crusades and uh conferences, if we were traveling, uh, you know, uh Baptists always would go to Denny's or Shoney's or someplace like that. And uh, he had his Bible at the table. And he would be reading his Bible before he ate his food. Then he'll pray real quick. And then he'll go to town. How about you? Do you pray in the morning? Do you read the Bible? I don't just read the Bible to you people. I read the Bible myself. My wife and I, uh, I, I led her in prayer as I always do have done so for 34 years and uh, and and we read uh, at least at least 60 70 verses yesterday morning way, way before church <clears throat> and it's something about the word in the morning time in prayer it makes a difference in your day I guarantee you, if you didn't pray this morning and you didn't read the Bible 
your day didn't go as smoothly as it would have if you acknowledge God in all of your ways. Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream. He turned aside into the parts of Galilee. God will warn you. It may not be a dream, but God, God, speaks, God has his way of communicating with you and warning you and telling you things. If, you, if you're in tune with him and you're praying to him, God will warn you. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Now, dear friends, that was Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 through 23. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost of God in prayer and the Matthew Henry commentary. Now, let me tell you something. If you don't have a copy of the multi-volume set of Matthew Henry, uh, you must be a young person and saved. You must be a young person, a saved young person. All older preachers and people who want to know more about the Bible, they have either the single volume or the, I think it's seven or eight volume set of Matthew Henry. I remember the days when I used to travel all over the world and I had my Bible and I had a thick, big Matthew Henry commentary that I took with me everywhere I went. Thank God for the internet now. Egypt, let me begin again here. Uh, the Matthew Henry commentary says, Egypt may serve to sojourn in or take shelter in for a while, but not to abide in. Christ was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. To them he must return. Did we but look upon the world as our Egypt, the place of our bondage and banishment, and heaven only, and heaven only, as our Canaan, our home, our rest, we should as readily arise and depart thither. When we are called for as Joseph did out of Egypt, the family must settle in Galilee. Nazareth was a place held in bad esteem, and Christ was crucified with this accusation, Jesus the Nazarene. Wherever providence allots the bound, bounds of our habitation, we must expect to share the uh, reproach of Christ, yet we may glory in being called by his name, sure that if we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified with him. Shall we pray?
Uh, folks, I'm sorry tonight that we have to do it this way. We're, we're dealing with a, a different uh, setup, so we have to we have a little bit more distance to cover. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Help us to understand it and to comprehend it and to love it and to cherish it and to obey it and apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. As we go to the family segment, to what I have dubbed the family verses, something that my wife and I have been doing for over 34 years, when I found out she was going to be a bad wife, God told me, God spoke to my heart, read Ephesians 5, what you told her about before you got married, and, and Ephesians 6 every day. That's what he told me to do. Just like I just told you. And that's what we did. And then when the children came, we kept on doing it. The devil hated it. The devil hates prayer in the morning and family devotions. But that's all right. God loves it. So God is speaking to the husbands now. God has spoken to the wives. And God is speaking to the husbands. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 32. Husbands, this is a commandment, by the way. Oh, and the women love this part. They don't love their part, but they love to hear this part. They're very quiet. They want him to hear it. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You say, preacher, do you love your wife? Yes, I do. Uh, yes, with the God kind of love. We would not be married 34 years. Now, will it look like the sweet evangelical way? Where I let her have her way and I never rebuke her. And uh, I let her do what she wants to do, you know, because she has rights in America and all of that kind of thing. No, it's not going to look like the sweet, nicey, nice, fake, phony marriage that you have, which you've already been divorced once or twice. We have never been divorced. Okay? So... Um, uh, and I'm not going to be married to a woman who's going to control me. I saw my dad treated that way by my mother. And some, something, something happened inside of me said, no, I will never allow that. And my wife is not going to disrespect me. Because, I mean, all I'm going to say is, as I have said to her now, if you don't want to obey the word, you don't want to keep the agreement we made before we got married, that we we're going to do marriage according to Ephesians 5 and 6. That's going to be a problem. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, evidently, you don't want to be married. You don't want to have the privilege of being married. And if you don't, then you need to find someplace else to go. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, some of you women out there, some of you pastors, wives especially, I have a bunch of women uh, who are even trying to recruit my 
family members to stop me from preaching this because they want everything to stay the way it is. Where the women are always right, the men are always wrong and stupid and dumb. They don't know what they're doing. And I disagree with that. I mean, and that's my that's my position. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. And if you decide to stay, then, you know, you just that's up to you. If you don't, then go someplace else and be whatever you want to be. But you can't be that here. And yes, I still love her. I wouldn't be married to her. I wouldn't even be here with her. I would not have uh, been with her, would not have uh, stayed with her for 34 years. I didn't love her. With the God kind of love, because that's the only kind of love that can take a marriage and handle a marriage. Whatever you're talking about, romance and uh, rose petals and all of that right there, that don't mean anything. That doesn't mean a hill of beans. That's that kind of love, this Harlequin romance love. That's not gonna get it. You better have a strong love to stay together. Because there, and let me tell you people something. When I, if I was you, I would have just left. You know, I would have just divorced her. You know, no, no fault divorce it, but it's fault with God though. See, that's that's the problem. See, this is what I'm telling you, people. You say, well, preacher, why did you stay with your wife if uh, if she was not acting right? God, not her. I fear God. I made my vows to God. You understand me? Now, humanly speaking, humanly speaking, yes, I could have done like you. Gone out and got me a sweet thing and everything, and then that turns into hell with a whole other set of problems. See, that's that's the curse you put on yourself. When you divorce one partner, a spouse, and go marry somebody else's mess, and then that doesn't work out. Then you marry somebody else's mess. You're just a whoremonger and an adulterer and an adulteress. You say, preacher, this is too much for twelve o'clock at night. Well, whatever. You see why people hate me? They don't want to hear that. See? And then, then, then you got this circus. Of multiple families and so-called stepbrothers, and a mixed family, blended family mess. I don't want that. I don't have. I don't want to have anything to do with that. It's nothing but pain. Nothing but pain, and very, very. Uh, uh, I have a word in mind, but it's not coming fast enough. I don't have enough caffeine in me, I guess. Uh, explosive. It, it can be. It can become an explosive situation. It's a powder keg. It's a mess. And I love all of my preacher brethren, but some some pastors have really made a mess of it. Things got so bad they created a so-called ministry called divorce care going to take something that God told us not to do and we're going to make it into a, a ministry. That's that's asinine. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. 
that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Spend time with your wife in in prayer and reading the word. She may not even want to. That does not matter. You do it anyway. If she's not saved, you pray for her salvation. If uh, she's demon-possessed, act like a demon, and a bat out of hell, you pray and ask God to cast the demons out and the bats out from her life. That she would be what God would have her to be. Now, let me tell you something. If she's coming out of a hellacious situation, okay, your job is to make things better for your family and your children. She came out, my wife came out of a hellacious situation, and so did I. That's why I told her before we got married, we're not doing that. Whatever they did, we're not doing that. We're going to do Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6. Now, if you don't want to do that, tell me now. We don't need to get married. And the job of my seven children is to have a better household and home than they had. That's how that's supposed to work. You say, man, it's mighty late in, in your ancestry in time. Yes, it is. But when you know better, you ought to do better. Okay, that's what it's about. We can't be just moaning and groaning about everything, all the evil that took place in the past. And to my older family members, we can't lie about it and hide it and cover it up. That's not going to help anything. Show all men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that you would heal <coughs> all Christian marriages. Some seem, Lord, like they're so far gone. But Lord, you uh, have the power to fix it. If the people are willing to truly be, truly get saved and obey your word. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of those families that don't know you. And we pray, Lord, for all people who name the name of Christ. And Lord, all I can pray is, have mercy and grace upon us all. And forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobeying your great commandment and disobeying your uh, great commission. We just have not done the job. And this is why so many uh, pastors and so-called evangelicals think that politics is the answer. They, they really don't think that if they're saved, but... They want it to be true that politics can save them. And then these same people, they love the rough and tumble of politics themselves. They like to fight and stand with 
certain people more than they like to stand with you. It's a real sickness. It's a real sadness uh, for these people to be thinking that politicians can save this country when the preacher should be doing it. I like the name of the ministry of the preacher down in Atlanta, leading the way. That's what we all should have been doing. And we would not even be in this mess. There are things, Lord, as you know, we should not even be trying to fix. And the, as they say, the cat is out the bag now. It's a mess. So, Holy Father, God, let your will be done today. And not ours. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Let's pray for, uh, yes, the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and all other plagues that have come out of it. Spiritual, mental, physical, emotional. Uh, pray for the people in Florida. They're getting ready to get hit again by Nicole, from what I understand. You need to understand that this country is under God's divine judgment. Not um, climate change. There's, there's no such thing. God, God created the climate. So if he wants to change it to punish us, he will do that. It's not a man-made thing. The Tower of Babel is... Uh, is rising again. People think that they have power to stop God or destroy God or to destroy what He created. How arrogant! You you were born into this on this earth. You didn't create it. How arrogant! How arrogant you think you are. You think you can destroy it. Anyway, let's pray for people who are hurting tonight all around the world. The people of Ukraine are in darkness and in the cold. Pray for them. Continue to pray for the people who are still coming out of the hurricane that uh, they just came out of. Pray for the family members that are left from the murder situation up in um, Maryland. Holy Father God, we pray for all of those people. We pray for all of the people who are hurting and suffering, and grieving and mourning uh, due to the coronavirus plague and many other things. We pray for the millions and we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of New Hampshire resident Doreen Brado. We pray for the family and friends of Iowa resident Ellen Koch. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey resident Robert Schultz. We pray, Holy Father God, now for the uh, prayer requests that have come in. And Lord, we pray for Pastor Bushibi as we join him in thanking you for the service. At Corazon Deadeye, uh, Pastor, I hope I got that right. And for the soul saved at Sister Josephine's funeral, 
please comfort her children. Please have the gospel to pierce through the enemy's secrets and make known the truth to set God's people free. Please heal Dora's knees. Please deliver Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Provide them with Bibles for new souls who have gotten saved. Basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planning and construction, and financial resources for the ministry. We pray, Lord, for Lisa. Please heal and bless her, her husband, Rinaldo, her sons, Corey and Anthony, her daughter, Elise, and her seven grandchildren. We pray for Jai. Please open Jacqueline's heart to you and pave the way for Jai to reach out to her with your holy gospel. We pray also, Lord, tonight for the people who have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior through the preaching of the gospel from this ministry. We pray for Tom, Robert, Mobisa, Junior, and Ogega. We pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Irene, Rizal, Sandil, Teddy, Emma, and all others. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Save that soul that's near as hell. Reclaim the backslidden. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Until next time, Lord willing, we'll see you a little bit earlier. Tomorrow I have to take one of the uh, things that we bought today back because it didn't work. And uh, I have to do one other, two other things. One thing I have to do, one I want to do. And uh, hopefully we'll be back in time to have an earlier service. Thank you for being with me tonight. When you think about this poor preacher, please pray for me. If God has blessed you with thousands, you're a thousandaire or a millionaire, and uh, giving a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars will not hurt you at all, uh, but be a blessing to you. Uh, you can, uh, you should see the ways to give on Facebook and other places. If you're on BCNN1, blackchristiannews.com, hit the yellow bar. There's three ways, the yellow bar at the top of the site. Uh, there are three ways that you can support us and help us. And uh, we need your help, as you know. We need new cameras, a new, uh, we need new lights and, uh, and cords and all of that. These things are wearing out, as the man told me in Best Buy today. And by the way, I'm not a Best Buy man. I'm more of an Amazon man, but I needed it today. Uh, and the part that, one of the parts that I needed, they didn't have. That's, that's one of the benefits of ordering from Amazon some things. But uh, uh, he told me that those connectors, those wires, can start wearing out. He said, that, he said those things are wear out quicker than, 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 than the device. So uh, if you want to help us in the ministry, uh, an offering of $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 would help us a whole lot. And, uh, and as you know, I'm going to be here by the grace of God. You say, preacher, why, even when you lay, why don't you just go ahead on and not preach and just go ahead on and lay down and eat and take it easy. 
You know why? Because I said, by the grace of God, uh, is there something in me that that the gospel needs to be preached? The word of God needs to be preached. And no matter what the devil throws in the way, um, uh, I'm going to preach the word no matter how late it is. It doesn't matter to me. It's going to be done because... That one soul might be there that needs to be saved. That one Christian might be there who needs an encouraging word from the Lord. That one Christian may be there who's going astray into wokeism and who needs to be rebuked. And so uh, the word of God is powerful and prayer is powerful. So God bless you, dear friends, until next time make sure you pray without ceasing remember what the, the marines say simplify dallas air force boys simple supra simplify means always faithful be always faithful simple supra means always above keep your mind and your heart on god god bless you dear friends until next time as the music plays